A while back in my life, I was having a difficult time and a friend came to me and he said, cheer up, Wally, it could be worse. So you know what, I cheered up and sure enough, <laughs> it got worse. Why? Because we don't live in an ideal world. Wouldn't it be lovely if we did? An ideal world would have no sin, no difficulties in life, and certainly no hurting relationships. But the world that you and I live in is a fallen world. It's filled with toxins, with toxic relationships. We're not immune to those even though we are followers of Christ. You've seen that over the last two weeks when we've talked about toxic thoughts and toxic influences. Well, today we're going to focus on relationships. I want to talk to you about the issues of a fallen toxin world about recognizing some of those toxic relationships and then how to fulfill God's goal for your life in the midst of all of that. So let's start by talking about the issue of a fallen toxin world. First of all, it's not God's fault. It's not from Him. God wants us to be one, to be one in goal, one in purpose, one in value, one in beliefs. Think of this analogy. The body experiences toxic interaction on a day-to-day -day basis, and many of those toxins we're able to get rid of. But you've seen some of the programs out there that help you expel toxins that are taking over your body, where you have toxic overload. Well, let me use that as an example to say, when the spirit becomes toxic in you, your spirit in you becomes toxic, or you have a relationship that is toxic then you have a bigger problem because a toxic soul is difficult to remove, especially when it's in another person. The Bible has lots of examples. Recently, I was reading about Samson and Delilah, and I noticed all these toxic concepts of Delilah fit so beautifully in what we're talking about today. But Paul also had some great examples, and he said this. He said, our greatest danger is not war or famine or disease, but depraved ways that people live and how they treat one another. There was a writer who was doing a piece on a great uh, philosopher and theologian of the 20th century by the name of Carl Henry. The writer said this, as America progressively loses its Judeo-Christian heritage, paganism will grow bolder. What we saw in the last half of the 20th century was a kind of benign humanism. But Henry predicted that by the start of the 21st, and we would agree it's happened, we would face a situation not unlike the first century when the Christian faith confronted raw paganism, humanism, with the pretty face ripped off revealing the angry poster underneath. That's the kind of toxic world in which you and I live today. Let me ask you a question. Do you have toxic friends? It's an oxymoron. If they're toxic in your relationship, it's hard to have them in friends. Let me help you understand that question about whether or not you have friends who are toxic with you by giving you six simple descriptions of the most prevalent toxic personalities. So here we go, recognizing toxic relationships. 
The first one I call the selfer. James 3.16 says this, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Envy and selfish ambition. This is where the writer was meaning for us to understand that uh, nothing matters but me if I'm a selfer. Not God, not you, not anything else. What does the Bible say? That's the root of everything that's going to follow. The other five personality types I'm going to tell you about are all built on the foundation of these people who are selfers. They have become their own God. They are self-absorbed. They are driven to self-pleasure. How do you deal with it? It's real simple. Have nothing to do with them. The second one, the divider. Three verses in Romans 16, 17, 18, 19. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, Paul is saying. So I rejoice because of you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Now, their purpose, the divider, is to divide you, to move you off the central point of God's call on your life. They want to divide families, divide allegiances, divide commitments, but it's all for their own benefit. Dividers have a selfer baseline. How do you deal with them? Have nothing to do with them. So we've talked about the selfer and the divider. These continue to build one upon another as we come to the third one, whom I call the tripper. This is just the 18th verse of that Romans 16 passage. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people, always putting obstacles in your way with smooth talk and flattery. When I lived in Miami, I had a roommate. His name was Preston. I was not a believer in Jesus Christ at that time. And the only reason I was rooming with him was because of an investigation that was going on. I remember waking up one morning with a terrible headache. It was a migraine headache. And I went to him and said, do you have anything for a headache? He smiled and reached into a bowl and pulled out a little pill and said, yeah, take this. And I said, no, wait a minute. I don't want to take anything I'm not supposed to be doing. I don't want drugs or anything. He said, this will never hurt you. Such flattery, such subtlety in his conversation. And so I took it. And sure enough, the headache went away. The second time I had a headache, I didn't have to ask him. I just went and picked one up. And then the third time, I was not really believing I had too bad of a headache, but I still wanted one, so I took it. Well, let me, what happened the fourth time, let me tell you. God protected me. Even though I wasn't a follower of His, He did not want me to trip in to the toxic abyss because it's all about self, self being divided. He was saying to me, He's going to trip you up. You're going to become addicted. This is a toxic relationship. Not too long after that, 
I moved out. Not because of what the Bible says, to have nothing to do with them, but for other reasons. But I'm so thankful to God that he delivered me from that toxic relationship. The fourth one is the flamer. Proverbs talks about not getting together with hot-tempered people who will teach you their ways, and then you become like them. Because it rubs off. Evil corrupts good. It's very hard for good to influence evil. Now you have a question to answer. Are you a thermometer that reacts to the temperature of another person? Or are you a thermostat that sets that temperature? This is important for you to understand. You do not want this to get too hot. As a child, one of my jobs that I was given was to go into the garage and fill up a bucket with big chunks of coal because our home was heated with a coal furnace and there was a coal stove in the kitchen. Now, the more coal I put on the fire, the hotter the place became. The flamer is on fire. He wants you to become like a chunk of coal, but you don't want to be one who adds fuel to the fire. Don't advance the agenda of the flamer because once again, it's all about self. Have nothing to do with them. The fifth one, the subtler. People hiding behind a facade of pious words, subtly leading others away from Christ. The man came one day into our church and he had worked his way up by starting as a volunteer and then moving into getting to know some of the elders and helping serve communion. On and on it went as he climbed in responsibility in the church. And then one day he came into me and told me that I was not supposed to be there anymore, that he was from the Lord and he was a prophet and that I should leave. He was subtle and he was evil. He wanted recognition, this selfish, tripper, flamer, subtler. He was destructive. God took care of that situation. Have nothing to do with those kinds of people. Now last, and perhaps the one that concerns me the most, is the one that I call the faker. The faker becomes more religious in perilous times, but he does it for religion's sake, not for the desire for Christ. This person may serve in the church, but without the motivation and leading of the Holy Spirit. They are among us. They're in every church. But they don't take advantage of our hope, which is found in Christ Jesus. So what do we say one more time? Have nothing to do with them. This is pretty clear. This is what Scripture is saying. Avoid toxic relationships. End toxic relationships. Why? So that you can fulfill God's goal in your life. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says this, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. They will be lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And again, have nothing to do with such people. Be wise about what's good and innocent about what is evil. You don't have to have a relationship with evil to understand the difference between good and evil. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, that bad company corrupts good character. So what do you want to do about that? You want to avoid being with bad characters. Satan wants to tear you down. Let me tell you how he's going to do that. He will send people to do it. But God will build you up. And he will send his people to do it. So the first step to fulfill is reaching God's goal for your life. And you know what you do? You pray. There's nothing more important, especially in this current time that we find ourselves. We must be in prayer. Secondly, we have nothing to do with them, I say again. And thirdly, take on the character of Christ. What did he say? He said, turn the other cheek. He said, repay evil with good. He said, seek to forgive always. In the 18th verse of Romans 16, Paul contrasts the kinds of people he's talking about. and He uses a Greek word that means that you have a facade and you are a bad influence. And then he follows that up with another Greek word that says, but these are pure from any corruption. We need to be those who are pure, and therefore we must put a divide between ourselves and toxic people like the selfer, the divider, the tripper, the flamer, the subtler, and the faker. We need to develop healthy, godly relationships. We need oneness among us, a unity in the body, that we are no longer conformed to this world, but we are being transformed in our minds on a daily basis. In James, he talks about that, and he uses just one word that has been used only twice in Scripture when he says perilous. Now, follow me on this. It's very interesting. The perilous word was about demon-filled people the previous time he used it. Now he says we are in perilous, demon-filled times. You've heard the term pandemonium, and that's where all things are going crazy. Uh, let's break that apart. Pan means all, the middle demon, and then the I-U-M, pandemonium. What are we in right now? A pandemic, a derivative of demon. We are in an evil period of history that has come upon us. So we must pray. We must avoid those who are toxic in relationships with us. And we must pursue the character of Christ. Because here's the best news. Jesus delivers us. We are sealed in Him. We are in, those of us who have accepted Christ and are following Him, a non-toxic relationship. A few years ago, someone said to me, one of the ways to get toxins out of your body is to soak your feet. And so I was going once or twice a week and having my feet soaked. I remember the first time I went. I sat down and I put my feet down into this little tub and there were certain things that were placed in it forming chemicals and things and they turned it on and they warned me about the color that the water would become. So as I sat there and the water went from yellow to orange to a little bit of green to darker brown and then to black, I wondered, am I going to get out of here alive? It was obviously working. 
but it had to be done over and over to continue to get the toxins out of my body. Let me tell you what's exciting. Jesus cleansed me once. He cleansed my soul. He has delivered me from all toxins in my soul. So I have nothing to do with those who want to bring toxins toward me to corrupt my soul. So let me say this to you in closing. God loves you. God is in control of our current situation. But there are toxic people around and they're going to come to you. And you must maintain your balance with Jesus Christ because if you have never accepted Him, you are open for a toxic relationship. If you have accepted Him, you can close toxic relationships. So my question today is this. Are you still in a toxic relationship without God? Or do you have Him in your life? Jesus offers Himself to you this morning. He offers a non-toxic relationship that will never go away. Would you please come to Jesus today? Let me pray with you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have placed us in a position where we are covered by your love. We are covered spiritually because we have acknowledged you as Lord and Savior. And so today we pray with those who want to come closer in a relationship with you. We pray for all who are in toxic relationships spiritually, that they will repent and come to you, and spiritually that those of us who are already with you will consider what it is we are doing. Lord, help us to have nothing to do with them, but help us to have everything to do with you. For we pray it in your precious name. Amen.